We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Sunday night. It means we're talking fantasy baseball. We had a great series this weekend in Seattle between the Orioles and Mariners. The Dodgers are on fire. A lot of fabs to talk about as we get some strategy for the last two months of the season here. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensta, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you've been listening to us all year and enjoyed the content, if you could please rate or review the podcast, it does help us out a lot. I know I say that all the time, but it does help people find the podcast, which is a really good thing for all of us involved here. Jeff, it's uh, it's the middle of August now. We're really getting there. I think we got seven weeks left of the season. I think I counted. We had seven fab periods before tonight, so down to six. But seven weeks of season left. Uh, we're getting some good pennant races. We're getting some good wild card races. Getting some good fantasy baseball races. But more importantly, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, busy weekend as always. Uh, kid is ten days away from going off to college. You oh know, my gosh. I'm, I've got are a you. Trip. Are you? Are you hanging in there? Yeah. I'm, I think it's easy for me because she's only going to be like an hour away. Yeah. So she's staying on campus, but she can always come home. Right. I can always go see her. I can't always go you, see her, but you, you know, say, I mean. you say that now it'll probably still be tough. Yeah. It, it, I think that on the 24th, it will be tough. Yeah. Um, and I, and I got to hightail at the airport after we helps help the process of moving her in too. So, uh, is there like uh, a pair a parents like orientation weekend sort of thing too? There just, is, you know? and I'm missing a lot of that um, okay. because I got to do this thing in Vegas for uh, Circa. So, uh, oh, but nice. honestly, yeah, I mean, I think it's more for them than us, anyhow. Right. So, uh, yeah, but uh, it, it it it's it's coming down the tracks. I got I've got travel this week as well. So these next ten days are just gonna f- just fly. Is your, other, is your other kids start school tomorrow, or is it not? no twenty eighth? Same day. There's a lot Same of day kids. Of classes a lot of kids in LA starting tomorrow. I know. I think yeah, that's LA Unified. Um, yeah, and then oh, wow. uh, it's early. I know it is. Some started last week. It, it's wow, that's it's crazy. So. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk some baseball since we're talking LA Unified. Let's talk about the LA Dodgers. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny that like as we are early in the year, we're talking about oh, you know, maybe it's going to be San Diego, maybe it's the Giants, the Diamondbacks to give the the Dodgers a run for the money. Um, the Dodgers pretty much buried the rest of the NL West. It's a it's August stuff uh, for August thirteenth. They are eight and a half games up. They won eight in a row. Um, Jeff, this division is freaking over. And it's just, you know, all the, all along we're like, oh, they didn't, they didn't, what's wrong with the Dodgers? They didn't spend, yeah. there are things wrong with the Dodgers, but yep. oh my God, what a week. First, you know, it, it dates back to last weekend, right? Taking 
three out of four from the Padres. The Monday game was just like the ultimate hammer. Yeah. Just put the Padres out. I mean, Padres have a five nothing lead. Tony Gonsolin has been just awful, just awful for the last two months. You're like, oh no, we're already losing five nothing. Gonsolin stays in the game somehow, goes six innings. The Dodgers take one inning to erase that deficit and then some. Yeah. Um, just put, just, and then the Padres, I mean, they lost two out of three to Arizona this weekend, and that that was that was pretty bad for them. I mean, they just can't get out of their own way. They're the most unclutched team ever. I I feel like, but uh, yeah, I, and I, the I Dodgers always is some of a thing. The Dodgers always beat them in the just the toughest ways too. Like it's always whenever there's a really big Dodgers Padres game, the Dodgers have won that game so many times over the last few years. But Except yeah, they're the playoffs last year. You know, the playoffs last year the Padres did uh, the Padres did win some games there, but. I mean, they're eight and a half up on the Giants. The Giants are kind of sputtering a little bit, uh, too. Uh, they've had some, like, J.D. Davis is really struggling right now. Jock Peterson's been awful in August. So they're just kind of it, it kind of limping along, hoping to hang in the wild card. But eight and a half up on them, they're 15 and a half up on the Padres. Like, it is 12 and a half up on the Diamondbacks. It's, it's pretty wild because they were worse like six weeks ago. Sports Center was listing, you know, showed some baseball highlights after the night game tonight, and they listed the NL wild card contenders and did not list the Padres. Wow. Uh, the Padres. Well, the Padres twice got to within one game of 500. They're now six games under 500 again. Yeah, they're five and a half out of the third spot with three teams in between. That's yeah. uh, they're not dead yet, but that's uh, I mean they're they're closer to the Pirates and the Mets than they are to the third wild card. Yeah, I think Shu and I were talking. And he was asking who's got a, his two teams are the Yankees and the Padres. He has to have a National League team, so he picked the Padres a long time ago. And uh, he's like, "Okay, who do you think has a better chance of making the playoffs?" So the Yankees had a gut punch loss today too. Oh, was that uh, just awful, awful? Hey, Holmes has been so good for so long too. Yeah, and to blow a seven two or seven whatever. I think it was seven three going on. In part because of his game. own error. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean, that was just. And it's one of those things, like I watched Cole because I have Cole in the main event. I watched Cole for like six and I kind of just started doing other stuff. It's Sunday. I was mm-hmm. doing doing some work. I was in the house and I was I, I was like, oh, Cole's up seven to three. We're going tonight. I'm like, this is done. And I look up and someone had texted me like, oh, nice Clay Holmes meltdown. I was like, oh, I hope he just gave up a couple runs in relief and didn't blow the game. And then, yeah, it was uh, there was the Cole win, too. It was, uh, oh, it was so bad. Yeah, it was bad, but um, yeah, I mean the Dodgers are just—they've uh, looked really good. I tell you what, that uh, so we're talking about the weekend baseball. That Orioles Mariners series was freaking awesome. Those teams are fun. That game, the game last night, it was uh, it was Kirby and uh, and it was Cole Irvin and the kind of some bullpen arms for Baltimore. But zero zero going the ninth. I have I have George Kirby man. I was rooting for Seattle. Kirby was awesome, but man, the Seattle bullpen matched him pitch for pitch. Cano looked good. Felix Bautista, we talked about him last week. The dude is unbelievable. Like he's throwing. 102, like kind of dot in the bottom of the zone. Yeah, he, he throws that uh, the the splitter or whatever it is at 90. It's like I mean, it's just I guess a changeup, but it's like impossible. It's just the guys look so silly. He struck out the side in the in the last inning there with the with the lead with the ghost runner. It was just it was just lights out. He's so Mar- he's the so Mariners cool. announcers were like ooing and awing. Over yeah, him. I, heard I, mean, I was I was on their feed too, and it was it was yeah, wild. It was uh yeah you know poor Kirby he was he was awesome. Just incredible in that game against the O's. Nine shutout innings. Yeah. Makes that sprint to catch the pop up yeah, at the awesome. end. Yeah, because whoever it was, Ty France got cut off by the runner or whatever it was. And yeah. he's just like, he's like, I'll take it. Yep. Yep. It, it was awesome. And then today, Mullins oh. robs Ty France of the Homer. Yeah. Calzone or whatever. I, I can't get his name right, but hits can the zone, yes. Can zone, fun zone, whatever. Hits the hits the bomb with the epic bat flip to tie by the, the way, game. Do you see where that ball landed? Yeah, off it well, it didn't land it. 
shattered, <laughs> practically shattered the glass. But I thought I was going to land like, I was like, oh, that's a fetch card. I thought I was going to land like 20 rows deep. And it landed like way above in that second level off that suite or whatever it is over there. Holy moly, that ball was crushed. Yeah, that, that ball, it was, that bat flip was like, okay, go ahead and rob this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Mullen's was awesome. like, okay, I'll just hit, yeah. I'll just hit the game yeah. winner in the, in the 10th then. No problem. What a day for Mullins. I mean, wow. He's robbed yeah, three was... homers like that. They, he leads, I think he leads baseball in robbing him. Um, just and with one awesome out, one out in the ninth. I mean, that was awesome. And he was fired up, but then the home run, I mean, it was just a great series. Like those are two teams that we get in the playoffs. If, if Seattle sneaks in, obviously Baltimore's gonna make it. I could, I could root for those teams. Obviously I'm going to be looking for someone to root for in the AL. I, I could root for either of those teams. Pretty easy. I like them. I think Texas is fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great. Baseball's great. We just, we have Texas and Baltimore, two of the three wins in the AL with, with uh, two of the teams, teams in the AL with over 70 wins. Like nobody would have predicted that three months ago. We thought those teams might right. be interesting and fun and young, but man, over seventy wins. It's 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 been it's been fun to see those teams. You might have done that with the Rangers because at that point they had already started pummeling the league uh, yeah. with their run differential, and you're like, okay, that's that's usually a good indicator. Uh, but yeah, and and once the Grom comes back, it'll just start flying, right? Well, when's that going to happen yeah, in 2025? Yeah, uh, tough loss actually for the Rangers today, Bailey, with that walk off. But then again, the Rangers yeah. should have lost that game in in, in nine innings. Uh, yeah, that 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 was that was. Uh, you know, that was an epic good comeback. I mean, Logan Webb got robbed of a win because of that. Some pitchers uh, really got robbed of wins today. Uh, can we, can we, can we, I, I mean, Brandon Crawford won three world series there, but we got to stop it. He can't play anymore. No. So let me, well, yeah, they, they chose not to keep Correa. So, but they also, well, they might talk about it. Talk about a gift on a 13 year deal on Correa. My God, it'd be a yeah. disaster right now. So let me ask you this. Sure. Um, out, let's take Logan Webb out of the equation. Who is the Giants best player? Who is the Giants' best player? I was gonna. I would have said Logan Webb, so that's tough. Because um, I mean, posi- wow. let's go position player here. You're right. Um, it's not easy. It's really not easy. Uh, probably uh, Tyro Estrada, I guess. Who's just back from the IL now? Right. Like I, I flipped through. I'm like I'm flipping it in my head. Like Conforto hit his first home run yesterday in a month. Um, I love Lamont Wade, but I don't know if I can take him that. I mean, a he's a really good bat player. Is your best player? Yeah, he's got a 390, 393 OBP. Yeah, he's on the good side of a platoon, but he is a platoon nonetheless, you know. It's a really good question. I guess I go, if I had to pick one, I guess I go Estrada. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm pulling up like Fangrass to see like if War has something to say. Patrick Bailey, who hit the walk off today, he's really good defensively. He Uh, has a cannon, by the way. He throws some dudes out. You're like, oh my God. Bailey is their war leader. And, it, it goes Bailey 2.5. This is Fangraphs War. Estrada 2.4. Flores at 2.0. Wade 1.9. Davis 1.8. I mean, this is a team that mixes and matches and platoons with everyone, like everyone. But you would think they'd have like one standout player, but they don't really. If you they, just uh, go, off. Really Bailey is all, de- all Bailey's all defense too. By the way, yeah. No, his offense is not very good. Yeah. It doesn't I guess it's Flores and, and Wade, and then it's a big drop off after that. It's uh, it really is. That's uh, that's pretty wild. That was that was a good question. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's fun. I think yeah, we're gonna have some interesting races in the in the in both the uh, wild cards and in both divisions. Got a lot of teams that are in it. Um, I'm actually rooting. I'm, I'm rooting for Seattle to get in there. I'd love to see Seattle sneak in. They're just a really fun team. They have good fans too. Like games in Seattle that mean something are yeah. really fun. Um, I, I like their I like their announced team too. Like I kind of like everything about that squad right now. Yeah, uh, I wish they were a little bit more aggressive at the deadline, but yeah, they can as freak, Joe, they can freaking pitch. Point out, that trade that trade is just not out there. 
they can pitch though, man. They, they, I looked the other night, they had the best ERA in baseball, but man, everybody they sent out there can pitch. Like I, I know that Wu got hurt, but you go Gilbert Castillo, obviously Kirby. I mean, all those guys can, can just throw gas and they're missing Robbie Ray. That's the funny yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, someone in the chat pointed out that Ken Waldachuk is most robbed to win today too. Yeah, the A's blew a five-run lead in the in the ninth. It was uh, to the Nationals too. Like that's not impressive. So yeah, yeah, there's dual rob. You know, I think Cole's right there then too of being robbed. But yeah, it was Cole, Cole and Waldachuk, and obviously uh, uh, the Logan Wed one was tough, and uh, it was uh, it's not good. Wins are uh, wins are frustrating. Whenever you need wins, it's just it's just they're tough. precious. They're really precious. They really are. By the way, okay, so we got to talk about the NF- NFBC real quick. You know what? You say the NFL. Monday. I'm like Jeff. Wrong podcast. Yeah. Uh, the mo- the mo- so Monday, uh, they had the tech issue. I, I can't believe you're going there, but all right. Yeah. Oh, I just I I want the only thing I want to bring up is how many people bench Spencer Strider with the free look. I believe it was uh, I believe it was half. Aren't they regretting that right about now? Speaking about precious so, wins, he shoved on Saturday. So here's the question though: is who is who you put in put in for him? Exactly. I mean, I was driving, but I was driving to the Taylor Swift concert that night. Uh-huh. So I'm in the car in traffic, you know, LA traffic. I can't do anything. And I see that happens. And I see the the email or whatever, the text. And I was like, I got I, my wife's on looking. It's like, Oh, you want me to tell you who you have on the bench? I'm like, great. This is going to be, this is work out great. Um, I put Clark Schmidt in, he got a win. He had seven strikeouts. So he kind of matched. What universe do you have Clark Schmidt waiting on your bench? I mean, holy cow, you have a good good, team. I have good pitching. Uh, I don't have good offense, but I have good pitching. But I sat, so I sat Strider for Schmidt. And so their starts kind of were pretty close. And then I got rid of Strider's first start. So it worked really well for me. Yeah. Because that you just match starts and then, but you knew Strider was going to throw a gem the second start. Yeah, you knew he was going to shove. And Lugo, uh, Lugo was okay today, and he was out. And Drew Smiley was out. Those, those, those are the three guys that were that were benched. But the- I mean, Smiley was marginal. I actually benched Lugo in LABR, which is on RT Sports. So I didn't have. I, I I I just was afraid of the Dodgers, so I kind of got lucky there. And my team that still is, sucks, but it was um, an impossible spot for them. Though. It just, of course, it happened on a Monday, right? Like you just it's it sucks that it, if it happened. I said something to somebody. If it happened in the middle of the day on Wednesday, like four people who refresh live stats probably would have noticed, but like nobody really cared on a Wednesday mm-hmm. on a Monday was impossible. Um, yeah. what, what will you, what will you have done in that spot? I, I, I think you, there, there's someone, something to argue about with every, like everything. I think I would have extended the free look until the start of Tuesday's games. That's, that's what probably I, the that's, way I would have gone, but that's what I would have done. I just thought it was tough. Cause I just didn't, there are people that didn't see the email or didn't see it. Cause you can see or a lot of people stuck in traffic on the way to Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. You know, we got, we got stuff to do. Luckily my wife uh, knows enough about baseball. She could press the button and put people in the bench that bench to start. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's all I did. Like I could have looked, I didn't look at like who was over four at that point. I didn't look at that kind of stuff. I just knew that Strider got lit and I know I didn't have smiley or Lugo. So I just kind of went with that and just kind of moved on. Sure. Uh, before we get to the week 21 preview, uh, it should be an interesting week again. Uh, just a quick note. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, the only thing I'll say is if you do have Wander Franco, there's a lot of rumors out there. Um, I would have a backup shortstop. We don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, the Rays made a statement that they're uh, monitoring the situation. There's been some allegations online of some illegal activity. Um, the only thing I'll say about this, uh, you know, you don't want to get into anything that hasn't, there's no formal charges or anything. Um, I'd have a backup shortstop if you have Franco, just be, in case there's a suspension or they, let him chill on the bench for a while. I don't know if you're gonna be able to play him uh, the rest of the way here. Yeah, no idea what's gonna happen. Terrible right. situation. Horrible. That's that's about all I'm gonna say. I just want to say, fantasy wise, if you do have if you have him, 
a backup is probably a good idea here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, let's jump into week, uh, week 21. Uh, Jeff, I hate, I hate when there's five game weeks and there's a bunch of them this week. We have, uh, we have six teams that have five days, five days, um, five games this week, the white Sox, the twins, the blue Jays, the, uh, our reds, the Cubs and the Phillies have five games. We also have six teams with seven games, uh, Mariners, Royals, Cardinals, Padres, diamondbacks, uh, maybe it's five teams. It must be five teams, because um, I had KC on the list twice. But five teams with seven games, six really five. Like KC. Yeah, I do. I love KC. They're just a, a great franchise. Um, a <laughs> lot of teams with five games though it makes it tough, especially the first half of the week. There's a lot of teams that play twice this first half of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm. By the way, I'm sick of these two game weekend series. I know. Say, I couldn't weekend. figure out. I couldn't figure out why the Cardinals and Royals weren't playing like three times today. I was like, I kept looking for news on Michael Franco because he didn't play Saturday, had some soreness. And I was like, oh, did he play today? He's in the lineup. And I, I did it like three times. It's just Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's just because those are the designated matchups. And if they happen yeah. to occur over the weekend, you're getting two games because it's home and home. I wonder yeah. if the teams get to decide that. Like, would you rather miss a Friday night game or a Sunday day game? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know if you'd they... probably want the Sunday day game, right? Um, what draw? I I don't. Do the players get to say in this? Do the, the players owners? would probably love the Sunday off. I'm sure before travel. Yeah, or travel. Like that, yeah. I, I assume the owners make all the decisions. Yeah, I would imagine so too. Maybe they have to do. They have to agree. I don't know. Kind of, kind of like how you had the planned double headers. You that where the players association had yeah. to agree. Maybe that's here too. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's just too bad when they land on the weekend, like during the week, you know, you miss a Monday, Thursday, like, okay, whatever. But when you lose that Friday, Saturday, Sunday game, it, it really sucks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just kind of stinks. So we have so few games this week. Uh, yeah, but you know, Hey, it's kind of like the pause before the storm of games, I guess, down the stretch. I don't know. Yeah, it should be, it should be fun, but, uh, seven weeks left. Uh, who'd you like this week? Uh, we've got a, uh, I believe we have a Rockies all home week, uh, which also, you know, is always good for the Rockies, but also makes other teams uh, pretty interesting too. The D-backs have a really good schedule this week. Uh, three at Colorado, four at San Diego. I like that one a lot. Uh, I like St. Louis a lot. Three against the A's, four against the Mets. That lines up pretty well for seven home games. Yeah, it does. Um, just, yeah, it, it, you know, just who do you use to exploit these is the question. Like, I guess like Jake McCarthy would have been a good pickup if someone had dropped him because of the acquisition of fam. I saw him available on a 12. Um, yeah, it's tough. I think they face, uh, they face a handful of lefties. I think it's three lefties, which means I, I was looking at that Alex doesn't Thomas. Help him. Yeah, no, it doesn't help him. It doesn't help. Alex Thomas is really sitting a lot against lefties. I, I would look to pick him up. Um, so it's tough. Uh, I think Tommy fam, you know, if he got dropped, I saw he got dropped in a couple of 12 teamers. Um, I love him this week. Uh, Cardinals, I guess you could go uh, like an Alec Burleson type pickup. Uh, you know, that's that, that kind of guy, kind of the fringy guys there. Well, yeah, he's going to get more playing time with Dylan Carlson out. Yeah. And Carlson's out long term, too. Yeah. Uh, the Mets are, Mets are nice this week. Uh, three against Pittsburgh, four at St. Louis. Um, I, I I was in on some uh, Mark Vientos this, this week. Uh, he's mm-hmm. playing a lot, playing every day. A lot of power in the minors. I know he hasn't come yet, but... Playing every day, now third base eligible. That UT only stuff is gone. He actually has seven games at first base, too. He could be a nice uh, first, third eligible guy here pretty quick, too. Yeah, he could. Uh, just, hey, play him. Play him on a regular basis, please. They seem to be. He had 29 at-bats this week before the game tonight. So I think mm-hmm. he's uh, he's he's finally just slotting him in. And um, I think they just got a lot of play. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's just crazy not to. Uh, a word I, on the Mets real quick. Please uh, do. I'm glad, I'm glad they won a game tonight, by the way. That doubleheader was the most awful thing ever. But – it was, but it also wasn't. The Mets, uh, they need to have a top six pick 
uh, to have it protected. Otherwise, it drops like 10. They, they drop 10 spots. I didn't even draft. know that was a thing in baseball. Because they're totally so honest. far over the luxury tax. Oh, uh, so it's a luxury tax thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so they're... They, they had like this goon squad on Saturday. <laughs> I, too. I wish I wish the NBA had that rule because the Warriors wouldn't be able to draft James Wiseman. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, could have could have forced back and taken Tyrese Halbert instead. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. It's Segway. okay. I, I cannot add to that, but uh, I think you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, yes, it's it's debilitating. It's it's awful for the fans to see you lose by th- you know three touchdowns uh in one game and then shut out the next but you know it it, it serves a purpose they, it is a kind of a race to the bottom right now i mean that's got to be tough to like lose 21 to 3 in that first game and know you have a whole nother baseball game left yeah well it was 12 3 i think and then it was pouring rain they have a yeah. position player <laughs> pitching you know chris and i uh listen listen i on sirius xm we used to like mock coaches for that would like have cowardly punts and all that for football. And we say, okay, just acknowledge the game's over. Be like chess, tip the King. This this was a classic tip the King moment. Save your bullpen, save the field from all this rain. Just call the game, you know, just surrender. You don't need that last inning. And then instead the Braves just piled on the stats. Of course. Would you do it only for one inning or would you let guys do let them do it for longer, more than one inning? I think this was just a unique but circumstance. Could you could rain, you do it? Would you be okay header. if someone like did it in the sixth? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, because you have paying <laughs> fans that yeah, are you, got, there. you gotta wait until at least the beer time's over, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's funny. Someone asked in the chat uh, what to do with Matt McLean and Ellie De La Cruz. Man, I'm just playing those guys. They're young. Yeah. They're gonna have slumps. I mean, McLean's still hitting 260 this month. I know the home runs have kind of gone away, but. Uh, I'm still just playing those guys, to be honest. Uh, Dela Cruz homer today. I think that uh, there's going to be ups and downs. They're they're super young, but I'm, there's no way I'm dropping either guy. Agreed. Yeah. On all three of those. Padres uh, Padres get seven righties this week, Jeff. That uh, could be interesting if you have a, a G-man Choi in a deep league, like an NL only league. He's kind of an interesting play this week. Should play mm-hmm. four or five times, maybe that sort of thing. I'm not playing every day, but uh, three against Baltimore, four against Arizona. In terms of teams with six games, I like Cleveland a lot this week. Two at our Reds and then four against Detroit. That's a, that's a pretty nice setup right there. It is. Yeah. So people are asking about the, in the chat about Trevor's story. We'll get there, I promise. He's going to be the main fab guy we'll talk about here in a second. The, the, bidding, was, uh, the bidding was quite aggressive there. Uh, anybody, anything else, any other thoughts on this week before we jump into uh, fab? Those are kind of the schedules I was looking at. Uh, I really do. I think the Cardinals are going to score a bunch of runs this week. That's probably my favorite one there. Yeah, I, I, it is. I like it too. Yeah, I think uh, Alec Burleson. Here, I picked him up last week. Looking ahead to this week, I'm trying. I have I have, uh, I have little money in my league, so I'm trying to play a week ahead, trying to avoid having to outbid people. So I'm trying to play that game a little bit. Um, so hopefully it works out there. But uh, before we do jump into Fab, Jeff, Jeff, let me tell you about our partners uh, at AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. We were talking before the podcast how we both uh, actually like it. Um, I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support. Also, I absolutely hate taking pills. That is very true, by the way. I want a supplement that actually tastes really damn good too. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting my long days. It makes me feel ready to take out my day. And also, I like doing something good for the body. Since I've been drinking AG1, I noticed an overall feeling of health, 
plus sustained energy, improved digestion, and most importantly, support for mental clarity and focus, which everybody knows I really need. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop of the water and drink it first thing every morning, and I'm done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. I also like it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty darn good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high-quality sourced ingredients. It's really a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash roto. That's drinkag1.com slash roto. Check it out. Jeff, there was uh, this might be the last hurrah of a big uh, fab uh, person uh, getting bid on in, in fab uh, this season. It was Trevor Story this week. He's actually obviously back for the Red Sox, and he was 4% rostered in the main event. I think he was like 1% rostered in the 12-teamers. Um, so he was readily available. If you had money, this was a chance to do it. I had one main with the last place team uh, went all in and, and bought him. So there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of Trevor Story. Anybody had money? Uh, did you do you have any chance to get him? I know you're kind of low in money like me. I I had bids in, but there was really no chance. I wasn't that close. How nope. how crazy was the bidding in your league? Was it over a hundreds? Where where did it kind of fall out? Uh, yeah, a lot of triple digits out there. A lot of more than I had out there. You know, so it goes. It does. Uh, how do you think that, how do you think they're going to treat him? I think we're like a, uh, Hey, you know, you're back, go play. And he's going to get days off. Uh, where do you kind of fall on, you know, how much he's going to play or what to expect from him? I'm sure he'll get like a day a week off. Uh, I think that's probably something, something in that range. Right. Uh, I, I mean, he's going to strike out a lot. I think you saw like the good and the bad that goes with Trevor story this week. Of course, you probably didn't get to see the good because it was a Peacock game today. So you didn't get a chance to watch that. Most and likely. it was like at five 30 in the morning before when the game started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had two steals though. And he was four hits. So that was a, yeah. that was a good game. Uh, you know, obviously there's someone that it's, it's hard to find guys that are going to really give you stats right away, but three stolen bases already is a really good sign. He's only played five games. Um, you know, wasn't great last year for Boston, but still 16 home runs, 13 stolen bases at 94 games. I know the batting average is really down, but still hit the ball hard. Um, hard hit rates over 40%. Barrel rate is over 11%. Um, this is still the guy that even when he's not, uh, not great, he still gives you a lot of fantasy goodness. Yeah. And then as Paul Spore points out, the bags are really encouraging. They are. I mean, yeah. So yeah. just wish I could have, uh, I'll just, I'll just dare to dream. Look, look out there. Hi guys. Miss yeah. you Trevor. I, yeah. uh, I don't like having, uh, I don't like having very little money this late. I've had to, I've had to pick guys up because the, you know, I was struggling in the middle of the season. I've had to spend some money and it, uh, the Matt Mervis, uh, one is really, really stinging now. Cause that, uh, oh. was a lot of money and it just went absolutely nowhere. Yep. Just lit it on fire. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone asked in the chat about picking up uh, Silseth on the Angels. I would do so right away. He has been Absolutely. fantastic. Um, you one shut of my, down the Astros. You got my opinion. You, you've got yeah, my attention. One of my regrets in the, the last month or so was I dropped him when he got moved to the bullpen that week, and then Canning went the IL the first like three hours after I dropped him, and uh, it's been I didn't get him back. That's been a tough one because uh, it's hard to find pitching. You find someone who's really pitching well. It was hard to give that one up, and I just have a choice at the time, and it was, it was, it's been rough. Yeah. Well, and you know. Canning is back this week, but there's no way they're taking Silseth out. I mean, they're, they're skipping Otani this week, so that kind of solves it for this week. That's uh, true. So that, that, that helps it. But, yeah, I don't know what they'll do after that. But, yeah, Silseth is not, Silseth is not coming out. No. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other names in Fab. Uh, I think the other big one was Jonah Heim, who uh, – 
not only like came back quick, came back even faster than we thought he was going to be when he was coming back quick. Like all of a sudden he was activated today. He was in the lineup. I think he hit fifth today. He was over whatever, but um, he was 76% roster in the main event. A lot of people held on to him. Um, I probably would have dropped him. I thought it was going to be lingering. There was some talks of him having surgery, but obviously he's going to kind of, you know, the fact that they're in the mix, they're in first place probably helps that a lot. Uh, did you have Heim available in any of your main events? I had him in one. And I was one I was low in. I kind of, and I liked my two catchers. Um, he went for eight bucks. And I really regret. I wish it would have been a league where I needed a catcher because I definitely would have got more than eight bucks if I needed. I have, uh, I have uh, Cal Raleigh and Gary Sanchez. So I just didn't go too aggressive. I don't have a lot of money. I didn't want to go too aggressive on catcher, but eight bucks I thought was a really good deal. For sure. Uh, did not uh, have him available, unfortunately. Yeah, but he leads. I think he still leads catchers in RBI, even though he had the time off to him. He was really good for them. So yeah, adding a catcher like that for, the last seven weeks of the season is, is pretty damn nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jeff, just because it's a Reds question or Reds comment, some of the chat mentioned that uh, your boy Graham Ashpass has been really good lately. Are you uh, are you feeling good about that? Yeah, except for the fact that they can't seem to uh, protect protect leads for him. Uh, it's just so annoying. Those uh, seventh and eighth inning guys have really been hurting them. Yeah. Uh, and Well, th- there's just – they have nothing left. Nothing yeah. in the tank. You know, they've been overused and, you know, and then to the point where they had, they had Ashcraft against the Nats pitch eight innings. Like, come on. I, I know he's, you know, it's, he's throwing great, but I mean, it's just that, that was like kind of the overreaction to it. And of course he blew it in the eighth. Of course they, you know, and Diaz is starting to slow down a little bit too. He's showing yeah. a little you tell, bit. Of, you could tell he's been used a lot. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, someone asked if I should pick up Cal Raleigh or MJ Melendez or both. I would pick up both if I needed two catchers because I like both guys. Uh, MJ Melendez has been really good lately too, which I like. Um, Royce Lewis uh, coming back for the Twins. He was the other name. He's 89% mm-hmm. rostered in the main event, so kind of not big there, but 26% rostered in the uh, the NFBC uh, Rotowire Online Championship 12-teamer. Do you think that Royce Lewis ends up playing every day? What are we going to do here? Because he, he showed a lot of good signs when he was up, then he got hurt again. Um, they are, they're kind of a weird team where they have a lot of options. I'm not sure any of them are fantastic. But um, what do you do with uh, with Royce Lewis? He was uh, he was playing well before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's complicated because Julian is up. Uh, and, yep. you know, that that that's the – and playing well. Like, yep. how how can you send him down again? Uh, he's got a 376 OBP. I mean, he, he's a good player. Yeah, they, you can't you can't send him. Down. I just don't know where Lewis slots in. Otherwise, I mean, Matt Walner is hitting for some good. power. Uh, we know I know Bucks in the IL, but I guess you could take. I mean, Michael Taylor's good on defense. I just don't know where they fit him, and he plays enough to help us out fantasy wise. I'm sure he'll play yeah. some. But I mean, they still have Kyle Farmer there, who's kind of their utility guy. They just have a lot of like moving pieces right now. Paul well, back also. If they can move things around so someone can go to first base, uh, that, you, can you know, just like, get Joey Gallo out of there. Yeah, well, well you know, he's kind of listed at left field and first base right now with Kirloff hurt. Um, so, you know, I, I think that might be your pathway. Uh, maybe put Walner and maybe put Walner in the outfield, Gallo at first base, and then Lewis is the DH or something like that. Um, because Correa's not, you know, as bad as he's been, they're not taking him out. They're not taking Polanco out. They're not taking Julian out. Do you think the sixth seed in the American League is going to be favored over the Twins or Guardians in the first round of the wild card? Yes, I do. <laughs> Although the Twins can pitch. That's the difference. The Twins can pitch. You go, they, uh, yeah, they can, they can I, I agree with you. I think that uh, you go Lopez, Gray, and one other guy in a five-game series. and that's a, that's a pretty good spot, spot to start it. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, we mentioned all these young guys that they have. I mean, that, that could be a scary team. You know, they get Kirilov, who was kind of on fire a little bit here and there before he got hurt again, which is kind of like the same old story. Lewis, get, if you can get all these guys healthy at the same time, they could be dangerous. Just a, a quick note. I was on Twitter here. Jeff Passan tweeted that Wander Franco did not travel with the team to San Francisco. Well, they do that due diligence. So just a heads up that uh, yeah. not only you might need a backup, you might need a backup uh, here pretty quick. So not touch more on that, but I just saw that tweet. So I just I do have a league where I don't have a backup for him. It's kind of annoying, but yeah, this. Uh, yeah. Anyways, let move on. Yeah, let, let's move on. I just that just that just broke. So I wanted to let people know if they're if they're making moves in daily yeah. leagues or whatever. Um some other names that I thought were interesting enough. I thought it was actually a decent offense week where you could you could try and find some names. Um, Dylan Moore in Seattle. Yeah. I know the batting average is rough, but he's someone who hits some home runs. He steals some bases. And J.P. Crawford went on the aisle. Dylan Moore's getting some more playing time. Uh, shortstop and outfield eligible. I, I kind of thought he was an interesting little piece this week. Yeah, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Crawford's on the seven-day IL, so it could be you know one of those where middle of the week he comes back. Yeah. Or it could uh, be, or it could be a month. Like I just, you right. just never know. What yeah, exactly. So exactly. Tough. Yeah. Uh, but Dylan Moore, I mean, Hey, I'm old enough to remember when Dylan Moore was like one of those big components to help people win leagues when he, yep. he with power speed combo that he provided there. Yeah. That, that 2020, the 38 games, we went eight and 12. That was a lot of winning teams, uh, teams leagues like late in the year. Yeah. 2020. There's so many of those players because yeah. we only had two months. They didn't yep. have time to correct. It's funny we talk about I mean, we t- we talked about the teams earlier. The season is so long. Like Michael Harris is hitting over two ninety now, and he was like the world's biggest bust. Should I so, cut Michael Harris? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those things. He's pieces. hitting. I, I have to look to see what he did today, but he was hitting. It was two ninety two, I think, coming into the day, and it's just crazy considering all the talk we've had about how big of a bust he was. Is he going to start? Are they going to send him down? He went oh four days. He's at two eighty seven, but like, yeah, I think he has what eleven home runs and sixteen stolen bases. Like, it's just it's amazing how long the baseball season is. It is. It really is. And uh, and you're right, though. 60 game season, we didn't have those guys who were hot. You didn't have the two months of them hitting a buck 40 after that. It just never. Right. Came. Well, and then 2019 was happy fun ball. So you had all these guys hitting 40 bombs that shouldn't have. Yep. Uh, you know, if you if trying to use create a statistical model, prediction model, you know, projection model. But those two seasons is two of your three primary seasons. Yep. And, you know, usually most are using three year weighted averages. Good luck. And then 2021, you're coming back from the, the owner's lockout. So that's yeah. another screw-up situation. Yeah, we had like no regular spring training for three years in there. Uh, or, somewhere, was that 2022 that was the lockout? I'm sorry. It, just, it was before. It was, it was, yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somewhere Anthony Rendon heard your 2019 comments and his, uh, his counting his millions because that that's still the most insane 2019 season that's cashed in right away. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Ramon Laureano was DFA'd by uh, our previous team, the A's. We do not claim them anymore at the moment, but uh, he was DFA'd, wow, picked up by the Guardians, and randomly, you now he's hitting fifth uh, every day for them, it looks like. Um, he was available in a lot of leagues. He's a, uh, you know, he's got nine stolen bases. He's someone that if you need some steals and he plays every day, um, mm-hmm. could be a way to slide in some stolen bases. He's a guy that like, st- he gets steals and bursts. He like decides he wants to go. I remember it was, it was a couple years ago, he had like seven or eight in April and then didn't steal again after that, but, uh, you know, he's a guy of those guys can get hot. Like he's he has a lot of holes in the swing, strikes out too much. But in a fifteen teamer, I think he's a he's a rosterable guy right now. I think I agree with you. I think he is too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was trying to bid on him in a couple of places, like Tout Wars, even in in here in the like in the NFPC as well, a few times. Uh, in fact, I need to figure out who I got. I I don't think I got him anywhere, but because uh, I couldn't afford even him, 
Uh, that that's that's kind of the sad part here is there is one league where i could afford guys but uh you know for the most part i don't think i got him i'm looking that up right now this is fascinating while you're yeah. doing it, there's a comment in the chat about gavin williams being a future ace uh, Gavin Williams might be an ace right now his last two games have been he's been really Mighty and williams oh, oh gosh yeah i mean i think williams had double digit strikeouts both games of this two start week this week like he was uh he was like the best star of the week he was awesome this week he was no i did not get uh i did i, I did not get uh What's his name? Sorry. Ramon Laureano. Ramon Laureano. Yeah. Just, just a How the mediocre Gav- have fallen. You know, Gavin- he's getting playing time. That, yeah. That's what, and maybe new lease on life for a little bit. Dead cat bounce on a new team. I don't think the skills are all that good though. No, they're not. He strikes out too much. Uh, just to go back and Gavin Williams, 12 innings this week, six hits, one earned run, 22 strikeouts. Yeah. Not a, not a bad, uh, not a bad two step right there against Toronto and Tampa too. Not like he was facing uh, the A's and two starts or something like that. Uh, speaking of the A's, uh, an interesting guy that's playing almost every day is uh, Jordan Diaz, uh, second and third base eligible, which is really nice. I like that. Uh, I, I like that because you can, you can. I always say, it, but you can get him at corner and middle, and the guys like that are hard to find. And they, you fill that two spots, kind of gives you an extra bench spot. But uh, Diaz started eleven games in a row before um, taking the day off today. But I think he's someone that if you need a middle infielder, you need a corner. He's going to play uh, most days the rest of the way here. Um, hits the ball hard, Jeff. Fifty percent hard hit rate for Diaz so far this year, which is really nice. Uh, the barrel rate's not quite that high; it's only seven percent. But he's someone's got a little bit of pop. Um, I think he's going to be someone that would be helpful in a fifteen-teamer. They've got some names that emerging from the rubble of the franchise that uh, you know are, are interesting. There's another one on our list for later. We'll talk about. Uh, boy, is he a special guy right now too? Every time I look up, he homers to right center. He's got a beautiful inside-out swing. Yes, Zach Geloff is Zach Geloff's who we're talking about, but yes, um, yeah, Zach Geloff's uh, season-long pace over 600 bats is like 45-45 right now, which is obviously not going to happen. But it's uh, it's pretty crazy just how good he's been. Yep. Uh, other names this week. Uh, we've got the White Sox heading to Coors Field. Uh, I was looking at uh, Yoan Moncada and Elvis Andrus, uh, both playing regularly. Who knows when Tim Anderson is going to take a suspension? He didn't play today. They said it wasn't the suspension. He was just uh, needed a day off, and they're off tomorrow, so they're kind of getting back-to-back days. But he's going to take that at some point when the appeal gets heard. Jose Ramirez took his this weekend because he got dropped from uh, three games to two. So Anderson's going to miss a week here at some point, and I think that uh, – you know, if you need playing time in a, in a deeper league, both both Mankata and Anders are playing almost every day. Do you think that, uh, it, you know, the, the, the White Sox are stopped from having Anderson serving a suspension while they know he's hurt? Um, is that like, is that it may not be like officially said, but they've communicated communicated to the White Sox and like back channels. Hey, he's got to be healthy, then serve the suspension. That's a really good point. I don't know how they would really fully check that, but yeah, I think that uh, um, it's a good point because you don't you, you won't make it too easy on him. But I feel like pitchers do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, oh, I've, Paul I've Spore, got Paul Spore in the chat said, "How do you know that Tim Anderson was out anyway?" That's a very a very fair point. My averaging my average improved. That's why I know. Um, <laughs> that's that's a fair point too. Yeah. Uh, it's a crazy part. He has one home run. He's also hitting two forty. Like this is an insanely bad season. We've talked oh. about it many times, but. He's horrendous right now. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of just needs a reset. 393 plate appearances. He has 21 RBI this year. Do you think, like, I mean, I, I do you think he's done? Or do you think this is like he could come back, like, roaring back next year? How how old is he? Like, 31? I'm yeah, looking. Oh, he's 30. He's 30. I mean, that's still I, pretty. That's young enough that he could bounce back, but. I mean, he, Old enough that he, he could be like hitting some decline phase. I don't know. He over 300 each of the last four seasons. Like, is this, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, 
we'll find out there's something going on with him. Maybe he was, I just, I don't know. It's been the one home run is like very strange and that's kind of fluky, but the fact he's hitting 240 is just the shocking part to me. You figure he always would score runs, have batting average. I just, I don't think he's been healthy. Um, yeah, at 30, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call him. I, I think he's been playing hurt longer than we realize. I what, think people uh, in the comments have been uh, what alluded the to that. heck round does he get drafted in next year? Uh, it depends on when you draft. If you're drafting in January or February, he's going to go after pick 150 for sure. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. So he was like a fifth rounder in there, fifth, sixth rounder this year. Um, Got to think it's like 12th, 13th round, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I think so. And I think that. If he's tearing it up in spring training, all's well, then you see yeah. him go back to like the fifth round. I don't think he'll go quite that high. I think maybe you split the difference. He goes like in the eighth, ninth round. Yeah, I maybe. Think, maybe. I don't maybe think anyone's going to take a guy in the fifth round who had one home run. Probably. You're probably right. Um, I, I, But what if they come out and say like he has a procedure done like the day after the season ends says, yeah, I was playing through it all year. And then he's yeah. tearing it up in spring training. I just I think that moves him from like 170 to 120, but not up to like 90. Okay, fair. Yeah, something like that. But it's been it's been it's been really bad. But uh, yeah, White Sox uh, do get uh, cores this weekend, so those are some interesting names there. Uh, anybody else you're looking at on offense? There were some interesting names in terms of the power department. John Singleton. That was a really fun story. He had a, had a home run in eight. He had a home run eight years in the majors. I uh, hit two home runs. I think it was on Friday night. The first one was a bomb too, like a bat mm-hmm. flip on it. It was really nice. Uh, Nelson Velasquez too. Uh, he's, he was on the Cubs. Showed some pop last year, and then that traded to the Royals. Uh, and he hit two home runs this weekend for them. Started both days. Uh, they only they didn't play today. I, I looked at that. I looked up him too today, by the way. So that it wasn't just Michael Garcia that I messed up on, but. Um, if you need pop, those are like mildly interesting names. I'll throw one more name out for you. Brian Rocchio on the uh, Guardians. Didn't start today, but he's been playing a lot in the middle infield since uh, they, they trade away. Um, um, what's his name? It's on the Dodgers. Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed Rosario. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, he's a legit real prospect. Uh, so I, I think he's someone that is kind of sneaky, still available in a lot of places. Uh, you know, he might have some growing pains, but I think if you're looking for someone to replace Anderson, someone, you know, to, you know, supplant uh, Franco. That might be an option you can go with as well. Yeah. It's a good point on Anderson. Cause I think you need a backup. Cause you just don't know when he's going to take that special. You might do it on a Monday and you need a backup pretty quick. That's a good yeah. name on Rocky. I like that. Uh, he had 19 stolen bases in 90 games this year in, in AAA. So if you do, you know, you're always looking for categories at this point. If you need some steals, see someone that could fall yep. into a few steals pretty nicely. That's a, that's a good name. I like that. Yeah. I'll throw one other name at you. Oh, Please two. Do. One, Logan O'Hoppy. I wouldn't yeah. mind taking a chance on him now uh, before he comes back. Get him cheaply before he comes back. Uh, it's kind of under the Royce Lewis category. And then the other one I need to ask you about because I, I know nothing about him, and that's Lawrence Butler. You know, I looked too, and I was like, he got he got called up by the A's, A's, uh, A's outfielder prospect. He's 23 years old. Um, you know, he was a speed power guy in the minors here, uh, single or double A and, and triple A, uh, 15 home runs, 21 steals. I just think he's going to platoon, and I'm a little worried about from a fantasy aspect. Obviously, in a really bad lineup, bad park to hit. Yeah. Um, I had him down my waterfall, as you would call it, uh, but it was like pretty far down there. I just think that it's going to be. Uh, I just don't know if it, I don't think there's going to be enough fantasy wise playing time to play him. But he's, he's an interesting prospect, though. He struck out less than 20 percent of the time uh, this year after having a ton of strikeout issues in single A last year. It looks like he really fixed the uh, fixed the swing and miss a lot. He dropped from like a 14 percent swing strike rate to 11 percent. Um, actually, a little bit in, intrigued by him. I just don't think it'll be fantasy wise this year, but I think maybe next year he might be an interesting kind of um, you know a DC guy in in November, December, January. The people that draft early, 
I think he's kind of a late round DC guy. And I think in, I think in uh, drafts this year, he's up and, and starting. Um, I think he's an intriguing name for, for a late round pick. I think uh, I, I like the profile, I like the improvements he's made. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Anything, anytime I see the, the, the legit big, big cut and strikeouts and over a, a bunch of games. So he played what 89 games, in the minors. I mean, he was a, he was a 40% strikeout guy at some levels in the minors and he's, yeah. he's down under 20%. I think he, it seems like he really adjusted something and it's really worked for him. Yeah, indeed. Question for you in the chat, Jeff, would you add Lance Lynn, Jack Flaherty or Kyle Singer? Was that for me? I don't think it was for me. I think it was for both of us, but I uh, go Lance Lynn. You're the the expert Hall of Famer here, not me. For God's sake, Scott. Um, (laughs) Lynn. uh, I agree. Uh, I agree on Lynn. I just think that the Dodgers have changed his pitch mix. I think that what the second that trade was made, we talked about the fact that from Chicago, basically. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Everybody wants to get out of there. Um, I go, I go, I go Lynn. Like Jack. Jack Flutie's striking guys out in Baltimore, though. He's, uh, I think that they're all, all three of those guys are pretty interesting. I think I go Lynn, though, too. Uh, did you do anything with the Rockies this week? They got six home games. Uh, Michael Toglia, he's like, it was like one for his last 40 or something like that. Uh, Elleris Montero's playing a bunch. Did you do anything with any kind of fringy Rocky guys? I'm so sick and tired of trying to go for these fringy guys. I just, I, uh, and then I having had, to cut them. I know they get a full week of Rocky, of course, and, you know, I'm so, I'm sick and tired of seeing Doyle as the top name on my waiver wire, and then every time picked up, drop, picked up, drop. Okay, yep. we get the deal here, guys. I mean, I'm uh, uh, I'm so bad that I I added Tog a couple weeks ago for the home series. He wasn't good, and then I kept him last week because I'm like, oh, they have six at home the week after. He was so bad this week that I just went ahead and dropped him. Yep, yep. Uh, so, so yeah, good, uh, I, good hold right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charlie Blackman. Speaking of the Rockies, might be back this week, but man, he was so bad when he was playing. I just there's nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping in there either. Nope. There's no there there. Let's uh, let's talk pitching in fab. But first, I know from our sponsors at home run index, we know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is going to really do to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from one to 10, one being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit in the game. Games that have the highest index 10 for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the season. An index is created for each game so you can see what, what will be in each stadium, how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game, as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff, uh, what'd you do at uh, starting pitches week? You got uh, you got some gem names for me. They're gonna they're gonna deal for the last seven weeks because uh, yeah, lots of names. I can't find them. Uh, Dude, still talked- Seth was it last week. We yeah. talked about him. Although Cole uh, Cole is it Reagan's or Regans? I think it's Cole Reagan's. Uh, looked really good the first. Looked really good against like two or three innings in against uh, I think it was St. Louis, and then mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of got smoked on Saturday. I still do like him, but you're right. It was uh, still Seth with his name it was last week or two weeks ago. We talked about him. Uh, I had trouble finding anyone I wanted to pick up for starting pitch this week. But talk to me about uh, Matthew Libator. Uh, he was a big prospect earlier in the season. People were drafting him. He struggled mightily, came up, went set back down, back, set back down, pitched really well against the Rays this week. Did you have any faith that maybe he figured something out? The Velo was uh, was up. Uh, I did. His, his I did. We did add him, actually, in I think two of our three mains we got him. So, yeah. I, I like that. He was uh, – he was either top or second or third, depending on who's available. I had Reagan's available in one league, and um, I actually had Reese Olson available in a couple of leagues. I think he's an interesting uh, guy right now. He's pitching pitching well for Detroit. You know, it's a tough team to pitch for, but uh, yeah, I had uh, I had Libertor either second or third on all my lists. I did get Olson in a league. Ooh, I, think I like that ad. Yeah, I did. Add, I, I did bid on Dakota Hudson. Same sort of uh, picking on the A's, huh? Well, I mean, you got to, you got to try at least, right? You have, if you, if you're not, if you're not doing it, you're not trying very hard because they are, they're that bad. Yeah. Uh, the, in the non picking on the ace category, I did bid on Emerson Hancock. Um, do you, uh, I mean, is that a, you like his profile? Is that a, I trust everything Seattle does with pitching kind of thing these days? Where'd you fall on Hancock? He was was their top remaining pitching prospect. Two two starts this week. And he looked great in his first start. And that's enough. Uh, I agree. I mean, five five innings, uh, one earned run. He had three walks with three strikeouts, only two hits allowed. Uh, is Seattle, I mean, there's something to the fact that Seattle pitching staff knows what they're doing with guys. I mean, they, they, that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it does. And, I mean, environment's good. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, I think all these things are true. Um, yeah. yeah J, it, J, J, J-Rod might jump over the wall and, and snag a ball, but not tell anybody for a few seconds. 
Yeah, that was kind of cheesy, but I funny at it. the same time. Uh, and and let's face I it, think, I think I think he's buddy, he's buddies with Tatis too. This is Nicky Wyke. Right, right, of course. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're all laughing. Hancock gets the Royals. Great. Then gets the Astros. Eh, okay, it worked for Silseth. Can we try it again, please? Come on, seven. You know, it's like okay, we'll just roll the dice on that one there. I feel like that's one of those ones where maybe you want to, I always pitch Saturday. I was gonna say maybe you go you hope for a rain out somewhere on the weekend, push every back a day. I was hoping that with uh, I was hoping that with Strider after I benched him, I was hoping maybe he'd get pushed back and it'd be a rain out, you get pitch on Monday, it would have been pretty funny. Yeah. Make um, the makeup off the makeup off the makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Um anybody else pitching wise? What about these uh what about these Mets guys pitching twice this week? We have uh old friend Carlos Carrasco and old nope. friend David Peterson, two starts this week. Peterson uh, those- I did have in my waterfall. Um, love it let, how about on the Rays? zach Littell pitching twice uh, i w- i looked for him in all my he was taken i would have bid on him for sure that's that that's one i definitely would have been on if he was available yeah, he was uh, he was on my list it, it, i mean the rays he's gonna pitch tuesday and then maybe sunday but like the rays don't need pitchers left you gotta think they're just gonna skip the fifth starter and go with who they have right now because they are i mean shane mcclanahan was officially ruled out for the year just awful right there but uh, they got they have they have very few guys left. They got Savali, Eflin, Glass now, and Latell, and there's nobody else there. Yeah, and just I mean, it's just the the Rays' news cycle lately has just been hideous. So, yeah, it just keeps getting worse for them. Yeah, it, it does, and they're they're still there. I mean, they're two and a half behind the Orioles, but it's just it's been rough. But Peterson's interesting. It just I don't know if he can get to five innings, which is really tough. But he has two starts, but that's, that helps a little bit. He, the last uh, he started the last two games and he threw three and three and two thirds. I think if I remember right, but only gave up uh, two earned runs in those six and two thirds. So mm-hmm. it's got to be he's got to be efficient, which he's bad at. So that's a problem right there because he walks too many guys. Like it's hard to get to five innings when you're not efficient and you're on a pitch count. Um, but I do have him in a couple spots. The first starts against Pittsburgh. Um, I think I'm going to throw it and hope for, you know, hope for, I don't know, 12 strikeouts over the course of the week, but that might be asking a lot too. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Uh, interesting questions. We're talking about starters right now. Uh, somebody asked, do they think um, starting pitchers falls in the NFBC drafts next year based on kind of how everything has gone? Um, I really don't think so. I think as we get, uh, you know, less really good stars at the top, there'll be trust. I think it just kind of pushes up the ones we do trust even more. Right. That's maybe, the way I'm maybe that mid range, uh, people will be more and more willing to kind of skip that mid range and, and take guys in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I get the feeling that you get, it's going to get pushed up because of the fact you just, if you don't get it, like you're getting all these, all the dregs of these guys and it's, it's hard to find. It's hard to find guys in the middle rounds than it used to be. Um, and I just think I think if you don't get a couple at the top, it's, it's just, I, I I took Cole in one main event and then waited a long time, and it's really hurt because I just I have trouble finding depth. Like I, I took Logan Webb as my second guy, it worked out really well, but I just don't have any depth, and it's just I find myself the eighth and ninth starters every single week. I'm cycling between guys, it just kills the ratios. It does. It, it really does. And last year you know teams that did well i i had good starting pitching like i i told you last year i went two months without streaming one single starting pitcher how how liberating is that now then i had the hellscape of trying to start four relievers at the end we won't talk about that aspect of that there i remember i remember yeah um yeah ian kennedy what was i thinking shame on me but uh yeah that for me it's chase anderson and boy i'll never forget that name that just is is haunting yeah we all never never won't be yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're, you're going to push up the ones we trust. I think, yeah. I mean, we have this wave of young pitchers. They're going to be very critical. Like some are, are already in the zone of trust right now. Like, you know, the Cleveland pitchers, both, uh, the, both those guys, like, I mean, they're going to be fourth round picks next year. 
Yeah, probably somewhere in definitely, that Definitely, definitely on Bybee. Maybe Williams a little bit further back, but Bybee's going to be pushed all the way up. Yeah, but there, and there's going to be some that, like Bobby Miller, we're not quite sure of where he's going to yeah. be next year, but those will be like fulcrum pitchers, you know, guys that, you know, our, our season might swing on a little bit. Yeah, and someone's going to want to be the guy that gets him early and, and gets into that huge season. Uh, last name about pitching in, in Fab, someone mentioned the chat. Uh, Jesse Schultons has pitched really well lately. I, name I, had in, I, nope. I had in my list. Yeah, it's course field, so you got to sit him the first part of the week. But uh, three state starts where he threw six innings or more, three earned runs or less, and five strikeouts or more. Um, showing a little bit of something here. I agree with you. Sure, guys. I agree with you that. Yeah, yeah you got to sit him. You can't. You can't start him this week. But uh, maybe someone, if you uh, if you have a spot in a deeper league, I think he's worth uh, worth a grab. And uh, you can start him the next week. He gets uh, he gets he gets the A's the week after, which is what I liked. Yep. Uh, anybody else starting pitching wise? Any any Tuki Toussaint uh, I love for you? He has uh, two starts the week after against Seattle and Oakland, and he has uh, he has nine strikeouts in each of his last two starts. I have him in AL Tout Wars, but that's more of a sign of desperation than endorsement. Uh, someone asked in the chat, better two-star pitcher, Grayson Rodriguez or Patrick Sandoval. I actually don't think Grayson Rodriguez is going to throw twice anymore. I think they're going to a six-man rotation at the moment, so uh, yeah. he might only throw once at the Padres is tough. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, whew, he gets uh, he gets at Texas. I don't think he's going to throw twice either. I think that they're going to – they have a day off on Thursday. I think they go six guys this week too, so I think the answer is neither. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, Corv and I actually did throw in bids on because of, hey, Oakland. Yep. I, but he I, pitched I, very well this weekend, too. So, uh, Seattle. He, he did. He pitched well. Yeah, that was that was the Kirby game. He actually started yep. through the first five or six. He actually looked pretty good. Uh, what about relievers? Uh, anything you did in in with relievers this week? There's no, there's no closures to be found right now. But uh, the Tiger situation is a little interesting. It looks like, you know, Alec Lang is pretty much out of that mix. Um I like Jason Foley a little bit. I actually got outbid on him. I was hoping to be able to slide him through. He got a save yesterday, which kind of foiled that plan. But uh, I think he's the uh, he's the arm to have in that uh, in that bullpen right now for, for Detroit. Yeah, and I want to be flippant and say who cares, uh, but you never know. One a bad team can still get eight eight to ten I, saves. It's funny. I was going to use I was using number eight. I'm like, you give me eight saves the rest of the way, and that, it does matter. Yep. Uh, of but course, then you, sometimes you run across Trevor May where you get in the saves and all of a sudden he exploded today. Uh, so there is there is that side effect too. Yeah, but I mean there's there's bad and then there's special bad. And the Royals and the A's are special bad. I would put the Rockies there too because you have to deal with the blow-ups that come with Coors Field too. So I think it's been a winning strategy nine out of ten years just to ignore the Rockies closer situation. Sure, you miss out on Daniel Bard last year, but you also yeah. miss out on Daniel Bard this year. So yeah, hey, true. fair trade. You know, I'll, I'll take that. Someone asked if uh, Ryan Helsey's coming back. I think he is. He's in uh, rehab assignment right now. I think maybe another week or so, and Helsey should be yeah. back. I don't know what they'll do in that bullpen. Uh, Jojo Romero had to come in and save uh, Giovanni Gallegos yesterday, who put three guys on base. Kind of bloopery kind of hits. Nothing too major, but uh, Romero came in and saved him. Uh, you may, Just because you mentioned the A's being so bad, I looked at the record. They're 33-85, and 85, Jeff. What are we doing here? <laughs> we are her. Hella 33 and 85. Yeah, they've opened up some distance on the Royals, who actually showed some life for a while. Uh, I just saw the run differential on the A's. It's impossible. Yeah, they're it, minus 284. It's you're it's <laughs> oh, it's major league bad, is what it is. It's they've given it's up Rachel seven, Phelps bad. They've given up 704 runs this year. That's what happens when you systematically take apart your roster in 108 games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's still <laughs> still 50 more to go. Oh, uh, do we have to? Can we can we drop the king for the rest of the season in Oakland? I'd like that. Yeah, right. 
anybody else uh, reliever wise? I do like Matt Brash a lot in in Seattle. I think this is more yeah. of a uh, more of a play like getting good ratios, some strikeouts. He had he has four wins over the last month. Uh, I know Munoz is the is the guy in the back end there. I know I called Matt Brash a lefty last week, so I fixed that. I saw him pitch a couple times this week, so I fixed that. Uh, but he's pitching well. He's seventy two percent rostered in the main event coming into today, so twenty eight percent available. He's only twelve percent rostered in twelves. If you need a pitcher to throw in, there's your ninth guy, and you've been struggling to find someone. I think Brash fits that really nicely, even in the twelve. Yeah, I specced on Ronaldo Lopez also, um, but he pitched the seventh today, so I don't know. Yeah, um, and and Estevez, once we got the save today, I kind of pulled back on the on the Raylo bids just because yep. we had it. We, I mean, Estevez had exploded earlier this week with that five earned run outing, but the uh, Monday game was just like the Angels. By the way, the Angels by skipping Otani, they're kind of. Ta- I mean, I he they, asked, they're under five hundred, right? They yes, are. they are. Yeah. Well, they might. I don't know if they got back to it today with the win, but. I mean, they're basically tacitly admitting, okay, this isn't going to happen. But which is rough, especially because I they're, they're, the suddenly the uh, the like let's nudge Mike Trout stuff is probably going away really fast now too. I think it's now probably oh you know take your time whenever you're ready you're ready. And I think that if they had got hot for the deadline, I think they would have nudged him to come back quicker. I know he's uh, he's uh, hitting off a pitching machine so far, Jeff, but no live pitching yet. So it just mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the uh, the good news has kind of slowed down on Trout as the Angels have fallen out of this thing naturally yeah it sucks i mean it happened last year too he just took forever but um yeah we mentioned st louis uh helsley should be back soon but jojo romero there is with 40 percent rostered have you watched uh, this guy uh, abner uribe in milwaukee oh he uh, he throws hard stuff is nasty I, I, obviously devin williams is there who's really really good and uh joel piamps is good Piamps there too, is but, really good too they but, milwaukee is good at just constructing these bullpens they're like the new rays yeah, this Uribe dude. Like, I, I saw him pitch the other day. Dude, he throws hard. His average fastball so far is ninety nine point three. Uh, throws a uh, throws a slider also at ninety. Like he's got some nasty stuff. I tell you what, you don't want to be behind Milwaukee after seven innings. That's uh, there's a lot of some lights out guys in the back end there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody else? I don't think there's anybody else reliever wise. We have not uh, we've not fallen into many closers this year. It's been a tough year to find uh, saves on the fab uh, fab wire. It is, and it yeah. really has. Uh, we've. And, you know, the thing is, we're like, okay, well, at least the trade deadline will create some opportunities for us. And even though those have been, eh, maybe, maybe Ottavino gets a bunch of saves. Got one a day. He did get one uh, a day. I yeah. tried to drop Brooks Raley as that game was going on. He came in the eighth, gave the home run to Olsen. By the way, Matt Olsen. Whew. Yeah. He, what is he? You he, think he's 43-1-10 right now? Dialed in. God, it's, the it's the Braves. I mean, even when they 30. lose, they score six runs. I mean. You know, they have they have four guys who have played every single game this year. Did not realize that. Is that awesome? Yeah. By the way, Albie's left today with uh, cramping in his hamstring. He, uh, he's one of, he's speculated one of, he's, that he didn't. He's one of those guys, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So watch for that. That might be an issue. Yeah, I, I saw that too. It's funny because he and Acuna had plays that didn't run out like back to back, back to back innings, and it was just uh, they seemed like they were kind of over that series. But uh, uh, Zach Geloff, I want to talk about real quick because we're we're bashing the A's a bunch, but man, Geloff has been awesome. He has. Uh, he had two home runs today. He's got this swing. Like he hits the ball out to center and right center and just the ball just carries, but he's got uh, eight home runs. He's got six stolen bases in only, uh, in only 25 games. Uh, we talk about difference makers in fantasy. This guy has definitely been one so far. Yeah, definitely has. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that the other day, I was like, wow, it's just a lot of hard contact constantly. Yeah. He's already their best hitter. He's, uh, he's hitting, he's hitting third. Like he's already, you're right. He's already their best hitter. Yeah. And I, I Probably should have seen it coming a little bit more. I mean, I bid on him, but I wasn't like, yes, I can't wait to get a chance on this this guy. I missed out. He's kind of like the 
AL version of Matt McLean, I feel like. It's like it's a good cop right there. It's kind of how he's come out of the city. It's funny because he and Soderstrom got called together. And you and mm-hmm. I talked about it. We're like, we like we both like Geloff way more than Soderstrom. And that has played out. Soderstrom has looked lost. And Geloff has looked like he's he slid right in. I mean, obviously, the offense is so bad. He only has like 13 RBIs. But, I mean, you talk about that speed-power combo. Finding that on Fav is just freaking gold. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about Seattle a bunch earlier. What do we do with Julio Rodriguez next year? Obviously, the dude is the dude's awesome. He's fun. But – He's in 256. He has 19 home runs. You know, nothing really scoring there. He's got 27 stolen bases. Big. Uh, is he a top three pick next year? Is he moved down in the later in the first round? He's only 22. Obviously a huge stud. But, um, you know, this year he was in the conversation for the number one pick. Obviously that's not going to happen next year because Acuna is right. dominating that. And Otani's going to probably be second. But uh, I think Strider's think- third. I think Strider's third. I like that. I mean, he's the dude is awesome. There's no doubt about that. Do you think that you think that Julio's like a back half of the first round guy? Or do you think by the time? Yeah, and I think it's going to be like, a good pick too. I do too. I, I, I would love if it happened there. I think he'll probably end up not ending up there, but uh, I'd love to get him in the, in the back half of the first round. Yeah. I think that would be, uh, I, I, I think you're, you're not going to regret going after him. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a nice little, maybe in a dynasty league, you try to, you know, you know, you try to do it. I mean, in a dynasty league, probably his, his manager already is like, no, no way. I'm not, you're not. Yeah. That's, that's, that takes, that's going to take a minute right there, but but I could see him even fourth. Like, okay, so Acuna, Otani, Strider. I mean, there maybe Tucker goes in the top five. Tucker's been. I mean, I would not want to say how quiet, good Kyle Tucker. I don't want to say quietly awesome, but the dude's been awesome. Dude, he's he's on fire. He runs. He's got twenty four bags going into today. I mean, Olson's amazing, but he doesn't run right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I mean. That, you know, the funny thing is Tucker only has 67 runs because he bats too low in the order. Because the, I don't know. I, I, that that's that's not happening. I think I think we're I think we're finally moving past that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think Corbin Carroll's got a pretty good chance of being mid to high first round. I, I think I, I think shoulders Tat- a concern. Tatis is going to have to end up there by the time it comes around too. I think everybody will kind of probably give that one true. year and then. Um, Someone mentioned Freddie Freeman in the chat. I mean, he probably should be. I don't think he will be top five, but I think he'll probably be in that next group after that because the dude is just awesome. Mookie will be up there. Mookie's had a great year too. It's uh, it's been funny. You know, Ozzy Albies has ninety RBIs. I just realized that I sorted by RBIs. We were talking about Olson. Uh, Olson has a hundred and he has more because he had a couple today. So he has one hundred and seven. Albies has ninety. He's second in majors in RBIs. And a related note: Acuna scored one hundred and six runs. Yeah, he has 54 stolen bases. 54. It really is just uh, that offense is awesome. I they're, they're so fun. Every time I, I every time a pitcher like has two starts and one against Atlanta, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got I threw Senga today. I got really lucky because he he got lit in the first and settled yeah. really nicely. But man, you just like you're just hoping not to give up nine when your guy goes against him. It's not like yeah. you hope for four or five. You're just hoping not to get completely. It's destroyed. basically Coors Field now. Yeah, it's. They're they're just they just mash. Um, you know who's speaking of the guys have been quietly good. You know who's been quietly really good this year is Whit Merrifield in Toronto. Um, oh, I, I I I tried trading for him in the staff keeper league, and yeah, I thought I had a deal, and nope, nope, he's we, too we, good. So he's he's consider you know, the guy that uh, I was trying to trade with decided that he might still be a keeper. I'm like, ah, uh, at uh, 34, I don't know about keeper, but yeah. If he started the year, we're like, is he going to play every day? Is he going to hit seventh? Uh, he's now leading off for Toronto a bunch of games. He let off again today. Uh, he's hitting. He's hitting three hundred two. He had four hits today. He has twenty two stolen bases, eleven home runs. 
Uh, for where where Whit Merrifield went, you and I talked about him. He was one of he was a guy we liked. Uh, one of the you know we hit uh, we hit on that one pretty well. Second base and outfield eligible. Um, he has been a huge factor for teams. He's been so nice. He has. He really has. And you know, I, I, I know Joe's in the chat here, Joe Rico, and we are doing the uh, Blue Jays and ALEs pod, and we're just talking about all the underachieving hitters for the Jays. Well, Merrifield is the opposite of that. Do you feel like? I feel like Vlad Guerrero is underwhelming. He probably looked at his stats. Yeah. Probably isn't, but like I feel like his 18 home runs, 70 RBIs, hitting 265. Like that's underwhelming, right? Especially because he's maintained the hard hit rate. That's the thing that's so vexing. That you're right. It's 54. percent You got 12 and a half percent barrel rate. The home runs just haven't been there. It's just uh, maybe one of those fluky. I'm looking at his uh, his fly ball rate is actually up from last year, but his uh, his home run to fly ball is down to 14 and a half percent. It's just been a it's been a weird, just kind of blah year for Vlad. It has. Uh, it's been a bad year for Springer. Um, been yeah. a bad year for Varsho. Uh, he had a big big day today, but yeah, overall it's been it's been rough, and he's gonna he's gonna lose that catcher eligibility too. Yep. Uh, just a few news and notes before we jump out of here. We've kind of hit on most of this stuff. We talked about Otani, um, Jose Abreu went the ten day IL with back inflammation. Uh, never good when you have a, a guy, an older guy with with a back. So keep it every monitor that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully John Singleton get a little bit of a run of playing time here. That'd be fun. Uh, Luis Robert uh, strained his right pinky on Wednesday. He did. He missed the whole weekend. That's yeah. a tough one. You've got to. Uh, I think they are. Um, they're off tomorrow because we talked about the Tim Anderson thing. They're off tomorrow and they play two games his first half of the period. That's gonna be a tough decision on Robert because if he's playing, you obviously want him in there even with two games. But that's a that's a tough call right there. It is. It really is. I think. Because it's only two games, I think in the NFBC format, if you are pressed to make a decision tomorrow, you just bench him. I think so, too. I think I go with the, the safer call there. And you, if you miss two games, you miss two games. Yeah. But hopefully Watch you have somebody, yeah, four right. home runs in two games. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Because he's capable of that. You know, of course, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, the frustrating one this week was J.D. Martinez. Like He was supposed to be back, then he was supposed to be back, then he wasn't. He was supposed to be back again, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be back Saturday. Didn't play today, Sunday. So it uh, didn't start at all this week. I think his last start was Sunday. Expected to return on Tuesday. We kind of have been this before. It's a hamstring issue. He's an older veteran guy, too. Um, this one worries me a little bit. I'm just worried this is going to be a lingering issue, which is not great because J.D.'s been really good where you drafted him, too. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, it just – yeah, just – and I, I saw some of the Dodger writer, the beat writers, like, yeah, they probably should have just put him on the IL yeah. at this point in time. I, I agree there too. Maybe now they can't back. They only back to him three days. Maybe it's not worth it now. But that's a, it's a tough one there. Um, Trouble see, in LA. Trouble. Yeah, I know. They're, they've only won nine in a row. There's there's all kinds yeah. of upheaval going on. Uh, CJ Abrams was removed late Sunday with some back spasms. One to watch there. Obviously, someone that has been really good, and you want his speed. So. Uh, they don't play Monday either. It's another one that hopefully you have somebody you can you can kind of chill with him on Monday and they can decide on Tuesday. Uh, CJ Crone, back tightness, left uh, early Saturday, missed Sunday. Another one that uh, we'll have to check lineups on. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of up in the air guys this week, which is never fun. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah, it, and and also like guys. Oh, he's he's going to come back. Oh, he didn't come back. Okay, yeah, now a lot of that. It's it's yeah. it's frustrating. I hate those two, but. A um, couple of catchers activated today. We might we mentioned Jonah Heim earlier talking about Fab, but Gabriel Moreno also came back. Uh, they they DFA Carson. Time. They DFA Carson Kelly. So uh, maybe Moreno get a run of playing time. Here has not been good. He was uh, he was someone that we really thought could hit uh, kind of right away. He hit for a high average in the minors. Um, has not been good. Has not hit. He's at uh, he's at two seventy, but only three home runs, four steals. Hard hit rates pretty low. Um, 
I kind of like uh, maybe a spec on him as a catcher too for the last seven weeks here. I still think that uh, the batting tool in there is pretty darn good. He's first full year in the majors. I'm yeah. willing to be patient here. Seven games this week. First three at cores. Yep. Sure. Why not? Agreed there. Uh, Taiwan Walker is skipping his next start. Uh, this, they didn't say how long he's going to, if he's going to be a full start through, just going to skip one and then go back. Um, I dropped him in a couple leagues, Jeff. He's been kind of, he's been inconsistent, but he's always like, I, I, it's some good starts, but you feel like it's going to blow up on it. It seemed like the, the velo's down. Um, I just kind of moved on, and if I need to try and get him back later, I will. But he's someone that I, I felt pretty good moving on from this week. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I, I can get behind that. They had six starters for a reason, you know? Kind of yeah. worked out. And they have five games this week, so it was a perfect time to do that. We might not see him for like two weeks, you know? I, I think That, was, uh, that was my exact thought. And for like a fringy-ish guy that I use some weeks and not others, if he can't pitch for two weeks, I, I felt at this point in the year – um, that's a get someone else on my roster kind of guy. Fringy thirteen game winner. I know the the, Philly, the Phillies are Phillies are playing well too. He yeah. has he has he has rolled into a lot of wins, which is weird. You look at someone like Sonny Gray on a good team, a first place team, three point oh four ER. I get a sixth win today. Yeah, um, maddening. Wins are wins are so frustrating. Yeah, well, what were we talking about? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It's just, there's so many guys like that. Yeah, Sonny Gray is just oh, so frustrating watching the Twins find ways to not support him. Always, uh, it's so maddening. Yeah, he's been that bad. Where he got drafted, he's been really good. I mean, you take a a three oh four ERA over 136 in the third innings. He's been I mean, he's over a strikeout per inning too. Uh, I love Sonny Gray. I'm I'm glad he's pitching well. You know that the whole New York thing is long gone now, but uh, he's turned just a really solid long term pitcher in the yeah. majors. The guy I'm going to mention next isn't pitching well now. His last two outings have been terrible. But Reed Detmers has two wins, two, <laughs> and that's on a team like I, I always make fun of the the JP Sears one. But he's on a team that's 33 wins. Like the, the Angels are a 500 team. Yeah, and he has 131 strikeouts on 107 innings. It's not all terrible. It's just the yeah. last the last two innings of, uh, outings have been really bad. He's, he's raised his ERA by basically nine. a run. Oof. Yeah, two and nine is rough. Yeah, I, I was looking at Garrett Gar- Gar- Cole's ten and three. I mean, that's just uh, crazy. He only has ten wins too. Uh, last question for you, Jeff. Michael Walker is back this week. Uh, two starts: Baltimore and Arizona, both at home. Are you tossing Walker right back out there right away? I think it. Well, in, in a universe where I've got like your depth at starting pitching and can just bring in that's, Clark Schmidt from my bench, but then that's that's only one league. My other league, you should see. I pick up like three guys every week, and they're all bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I probably am. I mean, he, here's threw, the thing. he threw 67 pitches in his last rehab outing and kind of did it in the Padres complex. I'm, I'm doing it for the second start, yeah, you know what point. I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. Now that's uh. You hope he gets uh, four or five decent innings the first start, then five or six decent ones the next start. I, I'm right. starting him too. Yeah, home start against the Dimebacks in the weekend is the one I'm targeting, basically. Yeah, you hope he survives Baltimore and then pitches well against Arizona. Maybe get him Maybe get him out after four against Baltimore. I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. Jeff, anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about before we jump out of here? I feel like we've kind of hit everything imaginable. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Beautiful. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, chat was really active today. Sorry we didn't get to all those questions, but we try and uh, we try and get to them as we can as we're going along here. But really appreciate all the comments there. It's fun to see everybody engaging and yep. talking to each other and talking to us at the same time. Thanks to everybody watching. Thanks to everybody listening on the uh, on the audio version uh, later on during the week too. We really do appreciate it. We hear a lot of uh, a lot of nice comments. It always is is really good to hear. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, will be fun and good. The last six weeks of the season here. Again, if you could please rate over the podcast, please do that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. 
you want to follow me, I'm at Scott Jensen. I am trying to not uh, not go. The sky is falling because the Niners lost 34 to seven to the Raiders today. So I'm trying <laughs> to uh, try not freak out about that. I'm kidding. No starters played. We're good. But um, Jake Moody missed two field goals. Jeff, I am worried about that. Yeah, uh, Trey Lance threw the. You know, if, if you didn't see it, hey, three touchdown pass. You know, should have been. I uh, I was blocked out here. We're talking about in the in the we're talking about before the podcast. I was blacked out in the LA area because KTLA and Directv are in dispute right now, and the game was on NFL Network, but blacked out there because it was on local. I saw Trey threw a touchdown. I was kind of excited until I saw the highlight. And he threw a double coverage, and the guy just dropped it, and, and then it bounced to the other. It wasn't even the receiver he intended to go to either. It was uh, it was a horrible ball. He had a couple of good balls, but yeah, he's a long ways away. Yeah, exactly. I uh, hope Brock stays healthy because we, we can't go to anybody else. But, uh, yeah, so I will. I, I promise no sky is falling just because they lost a preseason game. But uh, other than that, hope everybody has a really good week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you have a good fantasy week. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care.